It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ every weekday morning from our studio on the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Well, welcome to another series for Daily Thunder. We're going to be talking over these next couple of sessions, this idea of the wonder of the Word. I don't know about you, but I have a deep love and affinity for this book. There's something rich about when you come into the Word, it just changes your life. And I want to talk about not just the wonder of it, but how do we actually get into it? In this particular session, I want to look at 12 benefits that the Word of God says we receive when we read and get into this book. Now, this is not a comprehensive list, but when you just do a basic study of the Word of God, there's a lot of great benefits that is told to us that the Word of God brings. So the Word says, hey, if you would get into me, hey, if you would study and meditate upon my words, these are some benefits. So I just want to walk through 12 of those benefits with you in this session. So without further ado, let's just start diving into them. Number one, when we get into the word, it produces growth and maturity. Listen to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2 through 3. Peter writes, Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. In a similar passage in Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 through 14, the writer of Hebrews says, About this we have much to say, and it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. So he's bringing some correction. Well, listen to what he's correcting. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, but you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is still a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have, for, sorry, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. So listen to what the writer of Hebrews is saying. He's bringing a correction and he's saying, look, uh, it's great that you started with milk. But at some point, you're going to have to mature into some solid food. And he's comparing Peter and the writer of Hebrews, this book with food. And that somehow when we get into this book, we are nourished and we mature and we grow because of our time in the word. Uh, Number two, the word gives us spiritual effectiveness. Listen to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Paul writes, All scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now, when you break that verse down, look at this. It says it's good for doctrine and teaching, which is actually how we think. Rebuke has this idea of defining the boundaries for our life. Correction deals with purification or cleansing or conforming us to his will. It says that it trains us in righteousness, meaning it reveals how we are to live. And it equips us for every good work. What an incredible list of what the word of God does. It gives us spiritual effectiveness. 
Uh, number three, the word, when we get into it, gives guidance and wisdom. In other words, it's our source of truth. Listen to Psalm 119. Verse 105 says, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. Joshua 1.8 says, this book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate upon it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. And just as a reminder, the word for meditate here in scripture is not like new age meditation, which is, which is this idea of like emptying our minds, right? That's, that's not what we're to do. Biblically, we are to fill up our minds. We're to let it ruminate. We're to let it to ponder in our minds that we are to constantly be dwelling and thinking upon the word. That's this idea to meditate upon the word. So again, when we get into the word, it, it's causing this great change and growth and, and life within us. And it's our source of wisdom and truth. Look at number four. The word of God trains us in righteousness as well as purity. I love this passage from Psalm 119. Verse nine, the psalmist asks the question, how can a young man keep his way pure? Which is a great question. And the answer, by living or guarding it according to your word. Well, it's not by accident that two verses later, it says, I have hidden or stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So when you look at that passage, it's amazing. As a man or a woman, how are we going to live righteous? How are we going to live the life that God is calling us to live? Well, we are to live according to your word, says, says the Lord. Well, how are we going to live according to the word? We have to hide that word, store up that word in our lives. Oh, that's awesome. Number five, another thing that the word of God does is it brings delight and joy. Listen to Psalm 119 in verse 15 and 16. The psalmist says, I will meditate upon your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. That I will delight in it. Isn't that a great thought? I love this. Maybe one of my all-time favorite ideas in Psalm 16, verse 8. The psalmist says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. You make known to me the path of life. In your pres presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Do you know where the fullness of joy is found? It is in Jesus. And it's amazing that when we come into this book to know the author, the, the God of the universe, we actually find great joy and delight as we get into these pages. Uh, John chapter 15, verse 11 also says, Jesus is speaking. He says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. That these things that he has spoken to us, this, these words bring joy. Psalm 19, verse 10. Love this verse. It says that scripture is to be desired more than gold. Yes, even more than fine gold and sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. So the psalmist is using the sweetest thing that the Israelites knew anything about, honey, and says, do you know what the word of God is like? That this word is more precious than gold. Yes, even the best gold, a whole stack of money 
would not compare to the word of God. In fact, it is sweeter upon our lips than honey and the honeycomb. What a great mental picture of the joy and the delight we experience when we engage in God's word. Number six, when we engage in the word, we have an assurance of salvation. First John chapter five, verse 13, John says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. So John is writing these words. And as he's writing these words, one of the reasons he's writing is so that you would know that you are saved. That somehow as you get into this book, it confirms in your soul that you are a son or a daughter of God. That if you really have accepted Jesus as Lord in Christ in your life, well, the Spirit of God confirms that through the word. Listen to John 20, verse 31. It says, but these things are written, says John, so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Number seven, the word is for sanctification and for cleansing. In John 15, verse three, it says, already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. John 17, verse 17, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Number eight, the word of God gives us peace. In John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus says, I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. See, Jesus has said these things to us. He has given us his very words. And it says that when we know the word, he has spoken these things, that in Jesus, we might have peace. So if you need peace in your life, come to the word. He's revealing himself to you and the things that he has said. Oh, that's so good. Number nine, the word of God helps us in prayer. John 15, verse seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. So again, the word of God helps us even in our praying. Number 10, victory and success. So in 1 John chapter 2, verse 14, John writes, I write to you fathers because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. I read this one earlier, but Joshua 1, 8 again says that this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate upon it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Number 11, the word of God helps us know God's character, his promises, and his attributes. Look at Hebrews chapter one, verses one through three. The writer of Hebrews says this, long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He, Jesus, is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. 
After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And what I love about that Hebrews passage is it is revealing the life, the character, and the reality of Jesus Christ. If you want to know, get to know God, if you want to know his character, his attributes, or his promises, you need to be in the word. And there's a blessing that comes when you get in the word, God reveals himself to you. Uh, look at 2 Peter 1 verse 4. Peter reminds us that <clears throat> by which Jesus has granted to us his precious, another translation says his exceedingly great and precious promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. See, we get to know God. We get to know his character and his promises through his word. He reveals himself to us. And number 12, and perhaps my most favorite, getting into the word helps us know Jesus. Now, if you listen to the last session that we gave last Thursday, we were walking through this idea of gnosko, and we talked about the fact that it's not that academics are bad or evil. It's not that information is wrong. It's just that you need to intimately know Jesus Christ. And there's this amazing reality that when you come to the word of God and when you study it and when you read it, Jesus exposes himself and he reveals himself to you from the very pages of this book. And what begins to happen is you move from just mere information on the page to having this radical intimacy with Jesus through his word. Isn't it neat that he's called the living word? And this is called the written word. And somehow, and I don't know how this works, but as you get into the written word, it's like you're getting to know the living word even better. Oh, that's awesome. Look at John chapter one, verse one. Again, in the beginning was the word, Jesus. And the word was with God and the word was God. And I read this before in the Gnosko session, but in John 17, verse three, this is eternal life, says Jesus, that they would know you, the one true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Isn't that just an incredible list of what the word of God says is a benefit or a blessing when you get into the pages? In these next couple of sessions, I want to talk more about how do we read the word? How do we get more out of it? What are some helpful hints and ideas to actually read the Bible? But I just want you to meditate for a few minutes on this idea that the word of God promises great blessing, great richness if you would get into its pages. Don't just come to the pages just because you have to, not because it's a duty, not because it's a, it's a force, a thumb in your back. See, we should come to the word of God because it's a delight. It's not a have to, it's a want to. See, everything begins to shift when I realize that, wow, God promises that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, which is Hebrews chapter 11, verse six. What would happen if I said, God, I want to diligently seek you through your word? He will bless it. He rewards those who diligently seek him. Now, I just thought it'd be fun to give you a bonus homework assignment. Now, this is for kicks and giggles. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. But I would encourage you to consider studying Psalm 119. Now, if you're rather astute, you go, <clears throat> uh, Nathan, isn't that the long one? Yes, isn't that good? Psalm 119, yes, is the longest chapter in the entire Bible. But what's so amazing about Psalm 119 is that the entire Psalm is all about, well, it's about the word of God. It's about the delight of the word. 
and the benefits you get when you study it. Now, sometimes it uses the word law or precepts or statutes, but it's all about the word of the Lord. And if you just want an extra fun bonus assignment, I would encourage you to just spend some time and read through Psalm 119 a couple of times. Just the first time you read through it, just delight in it. And maybe the next couple of times as you read it, start making a list of, well, what does Psalm 119 say is a benefit or a blessing of the word itself? Now, I hope you'll join me in these next couple of sessions as we actually talk about how to do this well. But let me leave you with one final quote by D.L. Moody. This is what Moody said. The more you love the scriptures, the firmer will be your faith. There is little backsliding when people love the scriptures. I really want that for you. I hope you would come to love this word. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is streamed daily, Monday through Friday, from our studio in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekend church service is delivered live and streamed at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Join us at live.ellersley.com. Note that our live weekday in-person version of Daily Thunder is scheduled to resume this upcoming June in conjunction with our training season. Learn more at ellersley.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.